The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. This is Denise Salcedo with the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, and this is the weekend edition of the Busted Open podcast. On today's show, we're breaking down the confrontation between Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. How did this push the SummerSlam match even more? And the new tag team champs, Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, lost to Charlotte and Bianca. What does this mean for the significance of the women's tag team titles? You won't want to miss it. Now, there's way more that went down with the bloodline, but I just want to focus on this opening portion right now. Uh, Mark, what did you make of this confrontation between Jay and Roman? It's a power play. And, and, and people in power... Uh, tend to do that to sway your faith in yourself. And I mean, our listeners, so they, 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 they get that because it's a real thing. Sometimes you get it from a boss. Sometimes you get it from a spouse. Sometimes you get it from a, a friend that you're competing with in a workspace. Like, you know, um, there's always somebody that wants to let you know I'm above you. And the only reason that you're in the spot you're in is because of how much I helped you and this and that. Like, that's 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 bullshit. I, I always looked at like anything you get, you work for, um, that you deserve the credit for the work that you put in to get it. And Roman Reigns uh, is doing just that. And, and and that's that's what makes people uh, hate Roman Reigns, which I think is a good thing. You know, like Roman is basically telling a falsehood. He's telling a lie. He's painting a picture that he did it, that I did it, that I I, I named you that. But Jay Uso put himself in the main event stratosphere because of the matches that he was having with his brother and then coming into the room the the bloodline we 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 said when when they first came in unless they become champions the bloodline is just going to be top heavy and within one week 
of me saying that on the air, they won the championship. And not not that I pushed it uh, 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 made it trivialize their their reign before because I would have never done that. I I, I love their family. And their dad, when they the first day that they they showed up on the scene, he should call me and say, "Hey man, look out for my boys. Make sure they're good. I got you. I work with them a lot. Any chance or any questions they had, I answered. There were times where there was some frustration and." I had to go and smooth things out with the people they were working with and say, hey man, work for them. Like there, there, there were things that, that that happened in that nature. And that's what locker room leadership is. The last time that I went to an event was San Antonio. And now they're the leaders. They're in the locker room doing the stuff that I used to do. There's, there's transitional faith, and Roman Reigns ain't have nothing to do with that. And those would be the things that if I was Jay Uso, that I would be saying to Roman Reigns. That now I'm, I'm a guy in the locker room that's leading the charge. You didn't give me that. I'm a tag team champion. What did you have to do with that? I pinned your damn shoulders to the ground. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think you had nothing to do with that. So what are we talking about here? So when you when you give those points back to him, which he didn't have the opportunity to do, but it's coming. And, and those stories have to be played out. I, I'm, I'm very proud of his success, but I also want to see him rebuttal what Roman Reigns is saying because um, the winner and the victor gets to write history. And it's, it's right now, it's kind of a foregone conclusion that Roman is going to beat him at SummerSlam and that he's going to get to tell the story. Denise, we don't even know the stipulations. Right. It's I, really I anything the, goes is all we know. Yeah. I want to know the rules. I don't think there are any rules from my understanding. From my understanding, this is an anything goes match just with the different name. But unless they even, announce even it afterwards. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. I want to know the consequences of the match. And I also want to know are there parameters in honor and respect and truth and loyalty? and doing it to lead the family because you notice when they signed the contracts, they went and shook hands and they put their heads together as a sign of, I respect my opponent. But we didn't get any elaboration on that. I wanted to hear the family member come out and say, if you do something low, to your family, you forfeit. So that, those are the things that I, I want and, and feel like need to be said to the fans. So 
here's the thing. I, I love everything that you're saying because you're right. You almost want to see Jey Uso fight back by providing facts to make the crowd go, ooh, he stumped ooh. the tribal chief, right? Like he stumped Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is always one step ahead of everybody. So if Jey Uso had a moment where, like you said, was, you know, brought up something, for example, of the locker room stuff, that would have had Roman going like, okay. And I think we would have had more of a heated exchange. I think that is what was missing on there. Well, because here's the thing. When I was watching this, in a lot of the situations with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, I feel like we have seen Jey Uso kind of make himself one notch below Roman Reigns, right? There's never yeah. been a moment where, aside from the moment where he actually pinned them in the tag team match, there hasn't been a moment where Jey Uso necessarily felt above Roman or like he had Roman's card. And so yesterday when I was watching this confrontation, I kind of felt, I finally felt like Jey Uso was starting to uh, match or bring that same, you know, be in the same standing as Roman Reigns. I did feel he looked a lot more uh, confident just face-to-face -face against Roman Reigns. How did you feel about that? Do you think we need to see more confidence from Jey Uso? Yeah, I, I think we need to see. And I was telling you during the break that I hate, <laughs> excuse me, <clears throat> I hate seeing Jay stand in the corner, conflicted, looking down, kind of looking around. I want to see him standing. I want the referee. I want everybody to have to make him back up. I'm standing by the rope, looking you in your eye. I'm going to eyeball solo. I'm going to eyeball Paul Heyman. And when everybody gets in the ring, I'll back up. I'll give you the ring, but I'm I'm gonna hold a microphone and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be waving that microphone like I can't wait to tell you what's on my mind right now, Roman. You go ahead. You got the floor. You're the tribal chief. Go. You say it. Say what you need to say. Like I want to see that level of confidence because if you get that, then you you really believe that he's gonna win. I'm 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 doubtful right now. Right. I want him to, but the optics tell me that he he doubts himself. Now, if the family comes out or his brother shows up in a wheelchair or something like that, where he's he's there to support his brother and he can draw strength from the like. Yeah, I'm all for it. But it give still me feels you gotta give me something, Denise. It still feels like if I was gonna be making my official predictions right now and I was gonna be putting money on this, and if it was just something of a situation where because you're right, I also have that doubt. I don't I'm not going into this thinking, oh, Jay Uso absolutely is going to win, or he absolutely needs to win, or this is what I think is gonna happen. I don't have that right now with me I still feel doubt I don't feel the same way for example when we went into Cody Roman I went in going oh yeah it's totally gonna be Cody it's gonna be Cody it's gonna be Cody, Cody. Gonna it's gotta win. be Cody yeah. I don't feel that exact same way heading into this match with with Roman and Jay another example Sammy Zayn 
I didn't know for sure if he was going to be the one, right? Because we know we were already heading into WrestleMania and everybody's already thinking Cody. But there was a moment where I, if you would have told me that Sami Zayn was going to win, I would have been like, okay, there's no doubt in my it. mouth yep. that Sami Zayn could win and that we could move forward with this. And that is the one element that's missing here in this match, which is kind of unfortunate because the story has been so great, but there is still that doubt there right now as to whether or not he can take it all the way. We did get a match between Grayson Waller and Jay Uso. And this was essentially made because Grayson Waller told him like, oh, if you win or lose, or if you lose, hey, you can come onto my show and I'll give you the Grayson Waller rub. And of course that irritated Jay Uso as it should. And during this match, Jay Uso is doing his thing. He's having his match. Roman Reign comes out and he starts watching this match. And then Jay Uso kind of makes a statement to Roman. And he ends up hitting Roman's spear and then hitting the Uso splash on Grayson Waller and winning the match in that fashion. But then afterwards, as Jey Uso is celebrating, Solo Sokoa comes out and attacks Jey Uso. Solo goes for the Samoan spike, but Jey super kicks Solo Sokoa instead. And once Roman realizes that Solo is down and out, he runs on in, but Jay then spears Roman. And this was like the exclamation point of the actual, you know, beat down and everything. But at the end, he's pretty much outnumbered by Roman and Solo who attacked Jay. And then you end up seeing Roman hit him with his spear and pretty much lay him out. So uh, what'd you make of the entire attack that we got afterwards? I, I was, I was kind of confused because Last week, we got Roman stopping Sokoa from giving him the spike. And it looking like, whoa, this is between me and him. It's unfair. And, and you know what I'm saying? I, I'm going back to the, the tribal explanation. Because I was, it was presented to all of us that Roman was gonna shake his hand, put they went head to head, and that it was something about the family bloodline um, tribal chief role that had a, a level of honesty and, 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 and fairness to it. And Roman this week just went completely against that. They went completely the opposite direction. And, and, and that confused me a little bit, but none the least, uh, I was entertained by it. And what is the evening point? There's no, there's, it's not even. You know, Jay is, Jay is outnumbered. And not only is he outnumbered, but he's, he's outnumbered by his brother. Like, what can you do to get him to say, you know what? This is between you and you. I'm out until after SummerSlam because that's what the tribal council has told me. Like something, they got to do something. So uh, I, all of it is more explanation and uh, communication with the fans. Yeah, you're right on that because it was, you know, when they did the contract signing, you did see Roman kind of be a little bit more on the honorable side. 
And then this week it was like, no, you definitely didn't see any of that. But I think that part of the reason, maybe the only explanation I can think of is, well, you can't trust Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns has proven that you can trust him and that he's going to do whatever he wants to stay on top. That's what they're telling here. So I, that's the only explanation that I can think of as to why we kind of saw that, you know, reversal in terms of the story there. But it's going to be interesting to see what actually ends up unfolding. What what role Solo Sokoa is going to play in this? What role Jimmy Uso is going to play in this? If he's going to come in at um. some point? Paul Heyman, uh, there's a lot of people here that their decisions can impact the way that this match ends up fo- unfolding. So, And what me and Dave want so much that we talked about at least a dozen times, are we going to get the family? I don't know. I thought we were. I, I want tribal. I want, I want a board. I want them to bring out chairs like big cushy lounge chairs and put Atta and Rakishi and the wild Samoans, you know, just like the hell they could bring the rock in. (laughs) I want all, I want everybody sitting up front and them not saying nothing, them just watching and all have one of the red reefs in their hand waiting on who's gonna win and somebody said go out there and win but win as a wrestling fan you know it's hard all the blood the sweat the tears the chairs it's a hard day out there and do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring a mike's hard lemonade you get all hot and bothered and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. 
to get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. With honor. Hey everyone, it's Howard Bender from the Andy Up Podcast. Every weekday, Adam Ronis and I serve you up the picks, plays, and fantasy information needed to win your bets. You know, this isn't just your average sports betting show, though, for one very good reason. We won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves. That's right. We put our money where our mouths are, so we're just as invested in each bet as you are. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair defeat the brand new women's tag team champion Sonia Deville and Chelsea Green. Of course, this was not a non this was a non title match, but still they got beat our brand new champions. Uh, this was basically made during a backstage segment after both Sonia and Chelsea were messing with Bianca, and this is how the match itself was actually made. And during this match. Um, for the actual finish, we ended up seeing Bianca attempt to go for the kiss of death, but instead Charlotte gets in there and she hits the big boot on Chelsea and she's the one who ends up getting the win for her team. And just like that, we saw our champions lose. And I got to tell you, Mark, I wasn't a big fan of this. Like, I know that Charlotte and Bianca, you know, of course, they're just on a different level. I get it. I get all of that. But Sonia and Chelsea just won the women's tag team titles. And given the recent history of the women's tag team titles, I feel like we got to do so much more to really keep those belts strong, keep whoever is holding those championships strong. And so I was kind of I was kind of secretly hoping that instead we would get Charlotte and Bianca to somehow you know, not be able to coexist or something. And then Sonia and Chelsea get the win in a, in a manner like that. What'd you think? I would have loved to see like Charlotte or Bianca being on the apron and Chelsea or Sonia end up reversing them and throwing her into the ropes and knocking Charlotte or Bianca off. And then them two get in an argument and there'd be a roll-up moment and then something where one of goes around the post 
and then they distract that person and want them and they get beat. I, I, I want to see them win. I want to see them like um, use cunning and tactics to, to, to win, even if it's by hook or by crook. So exactly. it, it just, we didn't get that. And I, I feel like using other people to run in to, to distract and to detect the um, what we really want to see is not good for, for uh, the tag team belts. Yeah, like my whole thing here is, okay, for, you know, let's let's just pick up where Sasha and Naomi left off, right? You know, we had the titles vacant. We, were, we didn't have any champions. We didn't know what was going to happen with the actual belts for a good period of time. And then finally, you know, we start to see them get the ball rolling once again. But during this, we end up seeing teams that either people weren't necessarily too crazy about or teams that didn't really make sense. It just didn't feel like a strong actual tag team had the belts. And so we see Liv and Raquel, but it's on and off with them as champions. And then we finally get Ronda and Shayna. Unfortunately, that's short-lived because of you know, their eventual feud that would come out of that. And so for me, I feel like we've been bouncing around hot potatoing these belts and nothing is really sticking. And so then you finally get the belts on Sonia and Chelsea and Sonia and Chelsea, obviously they're heels, but they're a team that feels like a team. They're a team that people are at least reacting to, right? Like they like the team of Sonia and Chelsea. So to me, I'm like, okay, we got something really good here to really take off and finally give some sort of importance back to the women's tag team championship belts. And so for them to lose here, I kind of thought like, ah, that I didn't really want to, I think if you wanted to get Charlotte and Bianca a win here, you could have put them against any other team to do this. You know, uh, they could have had, I don't know, Alba fire, Isla Dawn, your former NXT tag team champions. They could have been in this Kanan and Katana, other former tag team NXT tag team champions. They could have been in this. There were some other options, I think. There was other options, or you could have done what I just said. Let those people, let them have that match and let them find a way to force Charlotte and Bianca to get into it and tell that story so that uh, they can be distracted and be beat. It's just that simple. And it comes down to does it matter that we took a loss? Like, you know, the, the ego plays into pro wrestling as much as, um, as talent does and as prestige of the talent. You, 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 you got to monitor your ego and, and to be able to say, you know what? I, I don't mind taking a loss here. Like, we, we, we need to get, they need to get the titles over. And that's a sacrifice. And at, at some point, we're going to do a master's class. And that master's class is going to be about um, the understanding of the uh, of the understanding of making the title mean more, and and teaching people how that's done, because. It's not just about the winning. It's about how you win. And it's also about how you lose. 
So, like, we we gotta we gotta put that out there. Busted open as part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.